listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode 56. Sometimes dead isn't better. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be talking about uh, Pet Cemetery today, the new remake. And that's coming up in our main segment. First, we do want to give a quick shout out to Sports Radio Detroit, our gracious hosts. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's SRD, Sports Radio Detroit. We are not Detroit Sports Radio. Have to make that distinction week after week. Yep. And uh, you can also check out the website as well, sportsradiodetroit.com. So go check us out. We have a lot of other uh, great shows as well. So let's jump right into the horror news, guys. Uh, It's been a busy week for horror, as usual. And... There's actually been uh, quite a bit of news, and a lot of it is concerning kind of older properties. Ooh. So the first is about Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Yeah, if you say his name three times, Michael Keaton pops out. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it right there. It's at the top of the second row. Yeah. So (laughs) they were talking about doing a Beetlejuice sequel for a while now. And it has officially been announced that the sequel is shelved and that uh, Tim Burton actually doubts that it's ever going to happen. That's stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That's a movie that definitely didn't need a sequel at all. I felt like it was a pretty complete story. Yeah, I just wish I saw more of Beetlejuice. But then we have the cartoon and, you know, all that Mm -hmm. shit. So it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I think so too, honestly. They were even talking about doing, like, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian or some bullshit like that. Shark jumping, great. Yeah, I think I think it was a pitched because it was such a stupid idea that they would never have made it. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. That's hey, what how I read. about Beetlejuice fights a surfer? <laughs> in, yeah, in Alaska, like just <laughs> stupid fucking shit. Well, I'm glad we're not getting that movie. Honestly, I don't know. I I love the the first movie. I'm not super upset if there's never a sequel, but if you were expecting it i don't know if or when it's even going to happen so yeah next up another fuck popular property fuck you guys probably have heard about this one already poltergeist getting remade again it's funny how they say again because the remake was absolutely nothing like the original yeah and it was literally four years ago they could have just named it like spooky ghost haunted house and you'd be like whoa yeah that seems fitting yeah I've never actually even seen it, no, like, all the way through. No, just it's because... pretty good, but it's l- literally... People say it's okay. bad. Of course, if you try to... If you watch that and the original, they're nothing alike. It's yeah. just like Black Christmas. Nothing alike. But other than the CGI, it was pretty enjoyable. Not really scary, but it yeah. it was more like a drama. Yeah, I mean, the original story itself is interesting, so I feel like you can't fuck that up too much. But the original was so good just because, you know, it was very iconic 
in its time. You know, just doing all the effects that they did, the chemistry between all the cast members and everything. You know, it was a, it was a fantastic movie. It, it gave me nightmares when I was a kid, so mm. it, like, kind of has a special place in my heart. That's why I didn't really care about seeing the remake. But, yeah, it's it's kind of troubling that they're releasing another remake so soon after the first one. You know? Yeah, it doesn't know. make any sense. Maybe because the remake wasn't really a remake, I guess. If they make this one and it stays true to the original, like literally, I don't care if they don't change anything. Just make it modern. You know what I mean? Take the mm-hmm. movie and modernize it. You can make it exactly the same. I'll still enjoy it. But for me, having a movie like be super modern is like really important, which is why, you know, we're talking about Pet Cemetery today as well. Uh, exactly. So the last thing I'll say about Poltergeist is that some people kind of still have hopes for it because Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, who are best known as directing four of the last few uh, Marvel movies, specifically Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Civil War, and then two of the uh, Avengers movies, actually Endgame, which is coming out uh, very soon. So those movies are actually really good. So people kind of have hopes for the Poltergeist remake. I just think it's totally unnecessary. You know, if this was like the first remake they'd be doing, all right, but I don't know. I just, I don't like it. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like if they tried to remake uh, Woman in Black. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Again. Yeah. Let's move on now to this last bit of news. Robert England is coming back, but not exactly as Freddy. He's actually going to be the host of a new travel channel show called Shadows of History. I'm glad we get to see Robert England on the screen again. Because even if he's not Freddy, like you said, um, still want to see him, you know? Yeah. All of our horror heroes and legendary directors are getting very old now. And mm-hmm. anything can happen, bro. People get health problems in their 50s, like serious health problems. So hopefully nothing happens to Robert in England because that man is a national treasure. Yeah, he's uh, 71 now. So, I mean, he's still holding up, you know, he yeah, looks him, good. Him and Nick Castle are around the same age, mm-hmm. the original Michael. Yeah, so... I mean, he's going to be doing this show where it's basically a reality show, but it sounds really cool. I'm into these kind of shows. He's basically going to be going around the country and investigating these like weird and, you know, bizarre, spooky occurrences. And most of them are based out of stories that uh, came out in newspapers. Oh, shit. So it's a pretty interesting concept. And I feel like he's the perfect guy to go and explore and investigate all these weird things. So, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. There's not much more information, uh, unfortunately, at this time, but we'll let you guys know if there's a date or something. So we've got a few trailer announcements, and then we'll move right into the show. So the first one is kind of cool. There's a new Adams Family movie coming out. But it's animated. Correct, yeah. So uh, if any of you are unaware, the Adams Family really originated as comic strips. So it makes complete sense that there's be an animated movie there were actually two animated adams family series so i don't know it's not a new medium for this it looks pretty cool though honestly you know that some of the animation looks meh but you know people complain about remakes and like reimaginings and like them just redoing old stuff but you know the stuff that made your childhood great how are your kids gonna be able to like enjoy that if like <laughs> Look, let's be real. You're not going to put on a fucking movie from the 1980s and scare like a 10-year-old. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like we're I especially guess it a, on the movie, but <laughs> well, maybe Evil Dead. Yeah. 
but you know there is not much room for for uh just fucking yeah fuck all remakes and reimaginings let's just put in these movies that are 50 years old and most mm. of them haven't withstood the test of time like yeah well the characters in this new adaptation of the Adams family actually look pretty cool they are based on the original comic strips which is nice so i mean n- nobody can really say that the design is poor or anything uh the voice acting is for the most part pretty good Charlize theron plays the new morticia adams i'm not that big of a fan of that but oscar isaac is uh voicing gomez and he sounds like spot on and then chloe grace moretz is uh wednesday, wednesday. Mm-hmm. i love her <laughs> yeah no that i mean most of the rest of the voice acting uh sounds pretty good um the trailer doesn't really give away a lot of the plot which is good uh so yeah i'm kind of excited to see this one oh yeah next up uh we've got a foreign horror movie about uh yet another kind of urban legend or myth and this one's called achura yeah and uh, i checked uh, that's a-c-h-o-u-r-a and it's not on youtube you gotta go on bloody disgusting to check Mm -hmm. this trailer out but it looks pretty badass yeah it looks pretty good i mean there's some obvious cgi kind of yeah when he was like materializing behind that guy yeah but i mean the the entity looks pretty cool it's based off of some kind of religious i don't know like folk kind of tale or something like that and uh it doesn't really give away a whole lot but for some reason it's going after these like kids and uh yeah i think the entity looks pretty cool and it's releasing uh, April 12th at the Brussels International Fantastic Film Festival. They always have some interesting shit getting released there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. The last trailer is uh, a new monster movie, and this one's going to be Creepy Crawly. It's called Itsy Bitsy. Now, there's no what? there's no uh, release date for this yet, as far as I could tell. But it looks to be a new creature feature movie about, uh, you guessed it, giant spiders. What? And specifically, they're going to be in this one, like, household. So it's taking the, you know, I guess, kind of isolated, haunted house kind of thing and putting big spiders into it. So, I don't know. I, I don't I'm, I don't like spiders that much. No, I fucking hate spiders. <laughs> so, uh, I, prob- I might not even watch this one because I'd be like, oh, shit. I hate spiders, mm. snakes, any creepy crawly. Yeah. It, even if it's not like scary scary it just makes my you know like i hate possums <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, sorry oh possums uh itsy bitsy looks kind of cool it's actually it actually might have a decent twist to it because in the trailer you'll see there's a little bit of exposition about some kind of entity or like this legend so it seems pretty cool i'm interested to see like where they go with that specifically so uh, that's it for the trailers. Speaking of giant spiders. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring something crazy up, guys, in this next segment where we delve into a cult classic horror film, and that is in The Cult Corner. And in this week's <laughs> Cult <laughs> Corner, you had to do it because yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, it has. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for that yeah. moment. Uh, this movie is full of great, creepy, spooky monsters, and it is 1986's Spookies. And I know what you're thinking. Why this? What the fuck is Spookies? <laughs> well, I, uh, I one time I ordered this movie off eBay called Body Count, mm-hmm. and when I got it on the back, it said, you know, CreatureFeatureVideos.com. I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it out. 
I went on there and I saw this movie Spookies from like the 1980s. I was like, this looks like it could be dope. I ordered that. I just we decided last week it was me and Barnabas and good old Joe. Yep. Silent Joe. We're like, you know, let's pop in Spookies. Let's see what it's about. And right off the bat, I was like, wow, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it starts off with this kid, right? He ran away from home, and he's walking through, like, the woods. Or, you know, he's just walking somewhere. There's, like, it's like a heavily grassy, tree-filled area, all right? It's okay. probably not the woods, but it has that same dark 80s atmosphere, like in Zero Boys and... All these other like blue lighting mm. takes place overnight and it's dark as fuck type movies. And like you see a creature like just or a couple creatures you think just like hiding in the in like the bushes and like you kind of see fangs and scary looking eyes and then some douchebag comes up to the kid and you know he's like it's not safe to be running away from home. He wasn't Sean Connery but I'm just mocking <laughs> yeah. the guy. And then, you know, the kid starts walking. He gets chased by, like, a werewolf cat man. And he gets buried alive in, like, one of the most yeah. intense scenes of the whole movie. It was, like, the first, I don't know, like, ten minutes or something. Yeah, we see a kid get buried alive. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then, yeah, after that happens and you're like, okay, holy shit, this movie doesn't care at all. No. Uh, a group of, like, party goers rolls up to this random house, which is, I believe is it's, they show... That it's the house that the kid ran away from? Is that right? Or is it? Are they, do they not show that? I forget. No, they didn't show that. Uh, okay. The kid ran away to the house, but then in the house it had like birthday decorations yeah. and stuff. Like, okay, yeah. It's fucking weird. Well, there's actually a good reason behind all of that. But yeah, the people then show up to the house. And when they get into the house, they encounter all of these random weird ass creatures and of course they like can't escape the house and then we learn that there's this uh warlock up somewhere in the house in some room they never show like how they get there or anything and they never really hinted he was even at this in the same house until a certain point in mm -hmm. time so before we get any further let me explain why i don't know if you know this but uh i read up on this movie a little bit and you know we didn't know this going into it but this movie really is kind of two separate movies is it okay yeah kind of because the, the production of this movie was apparently plagued by some like reshoots and stuff like that so it was originally called twisted souls oh shit directed by thomas doran and brendan faulkner and then written and produced with i think one other guy but they made this movie called twisted souls and twisted souls is essentially all of the scenes in Spookies that have that like group of people, the party goers, mm -hmm. inside the house and fighting all the monsters and stuff, like uh, the Spider Woman, I think, and oh god, like the the statue that comes to life and those fart monsters. Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was all filmed for Twisted Souls, and then uh, I think the producer, somebody like the studio, I guess they wanted something else they wanted more so they brought in uh this person uh genie joseph who names her kid genie <laughs> yeah i think her name's like eugenie or <laughs> i don't know it's something probably eugenia or something <laughs> yeah but uh they brought them on and they basically filmed all of the 
kid scenes with the were cat or whatever it was. Oh my god! And the and the old man, the warlock, and his like wife. Yeah. They filmed all that stuff completely separate, just at the same location, and they with new actors. They didn't shoot anything with all those party going people or anything. And then they basically just fused that stuff they fused... into Spookies. Oh shit! Yeah. They they took the scenes from Twisted Souls and the scenes from that, and somehow they made like a kind of coherent movie. Like it was still <laughs> pretty confusing, but so initially it was just going to be a bunch of people fighting off like these monsters Mm -hmm. and then later the whole princess to the warlock and her running away and all that stuff was added later apparently yeah and then they just melded that stuff together and made spookies holy shit yeah so it's it's pretty crazy so it's interesting knowing that and like examining the movie again because yeah there's really never any actual like interaction really with the old man and the wife and all of those other people yeah you know like if if you if you just watch the movie not knowing anything about it it doesn't seem that weird even though i was still kind of like what the fuck's going on what about the cat guy they probably yeah the cat guy was part of the old man and all that stuff i don't think he was in any of the scenes with the other people so when he buried the kid that was added later on exactly damn yeah so you know, they, I guess they had to do that stuff because they saw what footage they had and they just did something to make it kind of make sense. And that's why they used the whole shtick of like, I need all these people so that you can be young and beautiful again or whatever, you know, with the, with the bride. It's pretty badass. So, I mean, good on, good on uh, Jeannie Joseph for making what was just like a typical monster movie, kind of a cool, I don't, I don't know, like sorcery <laughs> horror movie with monsters and stuff like that so i like the concept you know it was pretty good too it was like kind of like night of the demons slash demon night slash evil dead slash return of the living dead because we had demons and let me say the makeup effects in this movie were kick ass Mm -hmm. for like even for 1986 like it was all badass practical effects the demons looked scary and then at the end, for some reason, instead of like dem- demonic creatures and stuff, we just had a whole bunch of zombies. Yeah, because apparently it was something like, uh, I guess the warlock conjured them up to, you know, get her back, get her back, or something like that. Yeah, that that was kind of weird. But I mean, we really never had much explanation for how any of the other things came to be either. It was just kind of these random monsters popped up. Yeah. So I kind of liked it, even though I wasn't sure what was happening. This is definitely gonna be one of my thirty movies to watch during like the month of october because like it's just your stereotypical ghouls and monsters mm-hmm. movie like if you're ever looking for a movie hey i just want ghouls and monsters all the time like this is one of the movies it takes off right at the beginning mm-hmm. with like the eerie feel and like the the creatures lurking in the dark and then boom it just goes crazy and mm-hmm. just drops a bomb on you <laughs> and you're like whoa this yeah. is not gonna stop anytime soon no yeah the pacing wasn't bad at all I guess because they had all those monster scenes. Yeah. They could like kind of cut and pick and choose what they wanted to put in. But yeah, the, the pacing actually held up pretty well. So I was never bored of it. You know, it basically went from like one thing to the next. You know, at one moment there were fart monsters. And then the next moment it was like this, uh, this pretty attractive woman was turning into a spider woman. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. Remember that one hairy Italian dude that he was like the yeah. best. He was my favorite. Yeah, he was, dude, he was really hairy. Oh, he was very hairy. You seen his ass crack at one point <laughs> and it looked like he had a dog in his pants. Yeah. But I mean, 
it, it, realistically, not really any of the performances stood out that much. Felix Ward as Creon, the warlock, he was okay, I guess, just because he played that, I don't know, weird, erratic, psycho, like, fucking... Like mastermind yeah. slash scientist slash demonic warlock. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was all right. it was one thing weird. that had me like weirded out though was like the ending because i felt this movie ended too abruptly mm. he pops out of the grave and he's like oh ha 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 and then the movie yeah. ends yeah it was kind of weird i think i think at that point they just didn't really know how to finish it this movie was just know? thriller meets night of the demons basically <laughs> kind of i mean i will say that i i like the variety of all the monsters i did and too that's like what that. make it like it's made it like super watchable mm. for me. I just thought it was an extremely badass film, and like like we like we like these isolated films that happen all in like one night. And this was one of them, just like Night of the Demons, just like Evil Dead, yeah, just like Tales from the Crib, Demon Night, and that's what we got with this. Yeah, so I mean, this one is a pretty underground cult classic, but I feel like it's a gem. I mean realistically it's not executed that well i mean obviously the stories are disjointed because they're two separate stories oh yeah the actual camera work kind of sucks you know visually it's not that great but it's just like a super fun oh yeah ride filled with cool practical effects and monsters and, and everything like that you know so yeah i feel like you need to check this one out go to creaturefeaturesvideos.com Go grab a copy of mm-hmm. spookies yeah it's, it's actually i mean they have it but for the most part it's kind of rare yeah it's super and, rare i mean i had no we neither of us had any idea that it existed no and i feel like a lot of people probably don't so that is one aspect that makes it like a cult classic for sure for oh me. yeah just because like you you know you can't really find it anywhere but, besides wiki yeah but there are those people you know who you are that know about this movie and those are the people that have like you know 1100 movies in their collection or whatever Even more <laughs> yeah that's spookies for you guys or twisted souls or check whatever it out definitely check it out and let us know what you think about it but right now we're going to move on to a more modern film that is an adaptation of uh 1989 classic and we're going to be talking about pet cemetery but first we do have to give a uh, quick shout out to some other srd shows all right, Fred. So the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. Want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've I've Googled some keywords and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah. Uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that podcasts are available or will kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast, brand new, every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? (laughs) (laughs) Out of Bounds Detroit Podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com. Welcome back, boils and ghouls. As mentioned uh, in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing our review of the new Pet Cemetery. So this one is directed by Kevin Kulsch and Dennis Widmeyer. And uh, it's Paramount Pictures, Bonaventura Pictures, Alphaville Films uh, collaboration. 
And the last time we saw Pet Cemetery was actually Pet Cemetery 2, which I don't remember when that movie came out. 90s. So it's been, you know, at least about almost two decades or probably something like that since we've seen Pet Cemetery. So in uh, studio terms, that's due for a remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've been getting a lot of them, but this one coming out. You know, and, and the original Pet Cemetery is a pretty beloved movie. I feel like it's still kind of underlooked when you're normally talking about, you know, old school, like, 80s horror movies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's got a loyal fan base, so naturally a lot of people were upset with even the announcing of the movie. And, you know, I had my doubts as well. But uh, they put it out there, and I don't know. What do you think, Samuel? I think... I'm going to let people know what I think of it right off the bat. I'm not going to give any spoilers because mm-hmm. there was something different about this movie. There was a twist. <laughs> something happens that you don't expect to happen that happened in the original and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of ruined by the trailer, but I would say that this outdid the original. Uh, I watched the original back in January, I believe, or December. And, you know, uh, it's one of those movies that uh, did not really withstand the test of time. Yeah. Uh, That's why go read the damn book. Uh, I felt the cinematography in this one was fucking badass. The setting was better. It it felt more dark. Mm -hmm. Way better acting. Especially Jason Clark playing Lewis. That was a perfect choice for Lewis. If I was going to cast anyone as Lewis, I would have probably picked Willem Dafoe. (laughs) But Jason Clark is still badass. I loved him in Lawless. And Mm -hmm. I love him in everything that he fucking plays. The movie was scary, actually. Uh, didn't have... It wasn't like a jump scare movie. It was more like a atmosphere slash, hey, this is kind of about grief and guilt and PTSD type of movie. You know, like hereditary, you know, like mm-hmm. same same realm of stuff. We had the main character with same backstory, her sister Zelda. and uh, mm-hmm. Kind of the same backstory. Sort of, except Zelda... Not going to spoil it. I think that was another part that, like, they uh, <laughs> they just shouldn't have ever added into it because, you know, what the hell? What's her name? Rachel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why, why Why? bring up her past with her creepy sister? Maybe just to add more creepy-looking things to the movie? Yeah. Well, I, I guess, if, you know, if you really want to, like, examine it, her grief over her sister, you know, and probably her guilt over her dying and everything when she was taking care of her when she was a kid kind of persisted into her current life and you know when church dies and they have to get into talking about death with their kids for her it's just you know something that she doesn't even want to talk about she doesn't even want to mention it she doesn't like talking about death so it kind of helps i guess to drive the themes of the movie and then it persists in the movie because I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to serve as like an excuse for her sudden behavior and that change to like go back at the end of the movie all of a sudden, you know, randomly and like go try to figure out what's going on at home, something like that. So, I mean, in the original film, it's super effective. Yeah, because Zelda is nightmare fuel, you know? She is, yeah, for but, in the original and in this one. I think this one, like, a little bit more because like the original one sure she was like she looked sick she didn't look <laughs> scary and this one she was like ah, you know yeah, like yeah. she she was like 
Well, the the original was so effective, I think, because they actually got a male actor to portray Zelda and just dressed him up, you know, as this pretty regular girl, except she's got whatever it is. Scoliosis. Scoliosis or something, yeah. And uh, they just made her him look creepy as hell and but you know they modernized the new one it still looks pretty good you know they, they got an actress to play zelda but i don't know that, that doesn't really make her any less effective i kind of felt like the original may have outdone it personally but i feel you but that's one of the only like few things that the original in my opinion has over this film yeah because this one was mm-hmm. I can't say it enough. This was a really good fucking movie. And all the people complaining about it, you'll see on stupid people in these groups, the new one was so bad. Yeah. Okay, why? Can you tell us about any of the technical aspects that were that had any flaws? No, <laughs> it's stupid. Like, yeah. okay, if you're one of those, like, you can't even fucking, like, converse like a normal human being. criticism at all. Yeah, like, you're... Not only that, like, these people don't even know how to talk to people, much less judge a movie, like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have heard some criticisms that, you know, I feel like, depending on your perspective, could be valid. Some people felt that the pacing was a little bit off. Some people felt that some of the script was not very refined. Really? Possibly. Go back to the original, read that fucking script. Yeah. We just saw it with... You know what you do? Go on YouTube... Type in Cinema Sins Pet Cemetery and watch the original. <laughs> watch all the stupid, dumb, drawn out, badly paced scenes like walking to mm. the pet cemetery with Victor, you know, the dead kid, <laughs> how long that took, or yeah. the, the, the like really bad continuity in like the shots. Like mm. they had a shot that of Pet Cemetery that happened way after the, you know, the cat got buried. And then like a couple scenes later, it shows the shot of the cemetery and then like judd and fucking lewis are standing in the corner with with the cat like it's yeah it's like what like so people are fucking stupid all right if if you noticed if you nitpicked all these little things out of the remake and it's not even nitpicking like that's just an opinion oh the script is bad have you did you watch the original Mm -hmm. they did not use anything bigger than a fifth grade vocabulary in that fucking movie it's worth noting too that the original movie actually left out a lot of key elements from the source material that's what a lot of people said yeah and the new film actually added uh quite a few of those things into it and made what was happening in the film kind of make a lot more sense if you just kind of think about it in the back of your mind because the original movie it didn't offer any of that so not only was the pacing weird because they didn't have all that other stuff to kind of explain really what was happening you know, it, it just had to fill time, basically. And the new movie kind of introduced some more of those things. You know, we, we know that there's something going on in this town. And we learn that there is indeed something bigger happening, you know, to the Creed family and, and the surrounding area. Oh, yeah. And that makes it make a lot more sense. And I never really felt like it was dragging out too much. I didn't feel that at all yeah. during the movie. I mean, I guess, you know, some parts during the beginning, maybe, but it was an hour and 40 minutes. And for me, it felt like an hour and 40 minute long movie. Yeah. Like there was, I didn't feel like any of the scenes were like really drawn out that much. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like the movie was long. It felt for me, it felt like relatively the same length as watching like the first Halloween Mm because even that movie arguably had some moments that just dragged on. So if people want to nitpick at stuff at the remake and not talk talk about all the stupid 
just really stupid bullshit <laughs> i can't i'm so irritated with like how people like just don't see it i can't even like form a coherent sentence <laughs> like they, bro in the first one when gage was getting like set on fire mm-hmm you, you saw it they used it it was clear as day it was a doll, oh, doll yeah. or when gage jumped at his dad it was a doll mm-hmm. the cat not being scary or dead in the original victor pascal just like fading in and out in an obvious green screen yeah yeah this the, the weird like just nonsense in lewis's character in the original like yeah. l- let's be the Gage's death scene let, let, let me just say no! that for like, like ten, 15 seconds he's just going no in slow motion yeah like oh my god bro like it was if we want to okay no lens for i'm gonna take off my 80s horror lens because i'm biased sometimes let's look at pet cemetery if i'm gonna rate that movie it's probably a four out of ten really like in terms of how good it is yeah yeah and i no point did i feel emotion just because the guy who played lewis was so bad at showing it mm-hmm. and we get it he's on valium most of the movie you know <laughs> yeah another one about the old one uh we got a little bit of toxic masculinity in the old one because uh his wife was like i don't want to take the volume you're taking the volume like yeah come on now no i i'm glad that none of those really outdated things are here we actually see some rational thought in the character dialogue in the new movie i will say that some of the performances were not that greatly written a little bit later on in the movie with the i guess antagonist i felt like sometimes it was a bit hit or miss so i mean stuff like that in the script i will agree yeah uh, could maybe have been a little bit better but the new movie with everything it added in for me it just made a lot more sense tonally it was way different than the 89 Dude, this one felt like i think it was just because of the setting like all those trees and you couldn't really mm. see the sky or like there wasn't like an open road so it it just looked like this like this isolated little town which is yeah. what the Stephen King universe is supposed to feel like if you've watched Castle Rock yeah like this has the same feel as Castle Rock dude let me just say one thing okay one person's criticism that i saw was that this movie had zero atmosphere and i was like dude did you hit yourself in the face with a brick before yeah. you typed that sentence cuz you have to be like mentally challenged yeah you- because that was literally all this movie was. I know this isn't PC, and I'm usually PC, <laughs> but this is the point where I ask, are you retarded, bro? Yeah. Like, not like I'm making fun of you. I'm like, do you suffer from a mental retardation? <laughs> yeah. No, this movie, they had fog. They had... So anytime you have, like, fog on the ground of a horror movie, that's atmosphere. It's a, a, it just doesn't make any sense Dude, even the zero it, atmosphere it even had what i love about all these modern like horror movies and genre films mm-hmm. that foreboding ooh, yeah. this that's what makes it atmospheric that that little that little frequency that just makes you feel like yeah no it was I'm definitely like, there so, in the background it had it just had the supernatural feel to it like you could cut the tension in this movie with a knife i don't know Dude, they had some some moments when they were pets. They wouldn't even show the the clouds or the mm-hmm. sky or anything. You're just in this dark forest. You're like, where are the clouds? Like, yeah, exactly. You can't just look up and see them like in real life. Mm-hmm. You just see what this movie wants you to, and that is <laughs> the physical manifestation of like depression. That's what se- <laughs> this movie seemed like. It was a very oh, yeah. it was a very dark movie. I don't no, it, I don't understand. It, yeah, it was. Sure, it had, played on those themes pretty well. I mean, dude, especially like the fucking that Pascal kid dying mm-hmm. scene in this one. That shit was fucking brutal. And and did you notice that? Because I think in the original, it didn't happen while they were there. I think it happened before the move. 
Am I right on that? That happened before they moved up there. Wasn't that like the the reason they moved up there? Yeah, but in the in the remake, it actually happened right after, after they, they exactly. Moved. Yeah, so it's an interesting kind of shift, and I feel like they did that just to portray like, oh, here's here's this happy family moving up here, and boom, now they're all depressed. Yeah, <laughs> basically, you know, because this shit happened, and then the cat dies and comes back, and yeah. But uh, I mean, going back to the dark thing, I loved how they changed up the pet cemetery and. After the pet cemetery, the Micmac burial grounds, it was way better. It was like this dark, creepy swamp. I was like kind of, you know, anxious for them, you know, going there. And oh, yeah. the end was cool. I mean, the original, it was just this giant stone thing. And I guess that that would be a little bit more realistic and creepy if you found that in real life. But it, there's it no way no one it, found it. It didn't look that, that good in the movie. It didn't. You know, and it's even weirder because if I saw something like that, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Lewis was just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to bury my cat <laughs> in this weird gigantic stone circle. So, I mean, yeah, there were definitely inconsistencies in the original tonally. It just didn't feel representative of the themes it was going after exactly. really that much at all. I mean, I'm not, I do like the original movie. Like we're not trying to shit on it too much, but for the, what the story was and what it was like trying to say and be, Especially being a Stephen King It wasn't movie. dark enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was just not the right tone, not the right color palette. It's definitely not movie. the right color. It was, you know? dude, it was way, like, sure, like, people could be like, well, the movie, it wasn't super atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just a normal shot of, like, the daytime. And, you know, it gives you hope before ultimately leading you to an untimely death. It's yeah. like, no, because if you're going to talk about mental health and grief and PTSD, you want a dark atmosphere to relay those messages so that you can feel how she feels because you feel as if you're in the same environment as her, mm. like not just emotional environment because you're seeing what she's seeing, but even the physical environment. They lived in a dark, isolated place in like mm. this little town in Maine, like yeah, that's in the same universe as Castle Rock and Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. So... This had the same dark atmosphere as Castle Rock, except this one was a little bit more like seemed darker than Castle Rock, probably because all the trees and shit. Like I said, you couldn't see the sky much. You couldn't mm. really make out like, is, is it dark today? You're just yeah. like, no, every day's dark here. Like, yeah, no, I dude, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I like what they did with the remake in, in those aspects. One other thing I'll say that I enjoyed was just the rest of the family. I mean, apart from Gage, who was obviously iconic in it, uh, Amy Simons actually did, a, a, in my opinion, a good job as Rachel Creed. Yeah, the original honestly, better than the original. So Rachel. forgettable. Yeah, this one I felt she did a, a much better job portraying the character and her grief, and kind of helping push the story along. You know, um, and then just a couple hot takes. So there are a bunch of Stephen King Easter eggs. Those are pretty cool to to spot if you're a Stephen King fan. And then um, the only other things I'll say that. I, I guess I wasn't too much of a fan of in comparison to the original were uh, Zelda and Victor Pascal. I mean, looking back at it, I kind of pref- prefer their portrayal in the original, but uh, that would really be the only thing, in my opinion. I, I like this movie a lot. I'd definitely give it a passing grade. Yeah, it gets a passing grade, and I'm I'm pre-ordering it from Amazon because they have it up for pre-order right mm-hmm. now, and I'm definitely getting this one. And I don't care if I get shit. This is... <laughs> objectively in technical aspects and what they were trying to accomplish this was a much better movie than the original period 
let us know what you guys think about Pet Cemetery. We both enjoyed it. Um, I also kind of want to know people's thoughts about the ending because that was another kind of controversial thing. Obviously, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm glad it ended the way it did. Yeah. It was effective because <laughs> people were like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah, good, because that's fucking terrifying if you actually yeah. imagine what's going to happen next. I liked it too. So, I mean, let us know what you think about it. But we are going to move on now to our very last segment, and we're going to examine a new movie on Hulu in this week's Chopping Block. And in this week's shopping block, we have the new Into the Dark installment on Hulu. Yes. I'm just fucking with you. Are you? <laughs> of course I am. Okay. <laughs> or what in his accent, of course I am. <laughs> usually. So uh, the newest uh, Into the Dark movie deals with this uh, seemingly regular guy pulling up to this motel in the middle of the night. And uh, you learn that he's going to a wedding. And uh, that he wasn't, like, invited to or something? Yeah. And and you find out really quickly that he's kind of like a, an internet troll. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's that uh that one account that just talks mm-hmm. mad shit to people. Yeah. It's kind of... It's completely different from the last episode, Treehouse, mm-hmm. which at first you assume the dude's an all right dude and then find out he's a piece of shit. Yeah. This one right off the back, we know he's a piece of shit. Exactly. So... We know that, uh, none of the other characters really know that, but he gets to this motel and he encounters these two guys and specifically who he thinks is like, uh, the owner or, you know, who's running the motel. And, uh, his name is Chester portrayed by Hayes MacArthur. And Chester is kind of a a goofball. He likes pulling jokes on people. Yeah. You learn this very quickly. (laughs) He's, he's a badass. (laughs) I'll say that. Yeah. So... He just kind of keeps yanking the chain of our protagonist, Larry, portrayed by uh, Keir O'Donnell. And he's really, really only one of the three main people in this movie, along with Chester and then Rachel Adams, portrayed by Jesse McNamee. And essentially, the rest of the movie is just Larry and Chester's kind of interactions as Chester keeps pulling these more elaborate, <laughs> uh, I guess, elaborate or uh, serious pranks on him. Yeah. So the movie kind of progresses into, you know, gradually more kind of fucked up territory. Honestly, I thought it was going to be more messed up than it kind of ended up being. It kind of played more as like a, I don't know, typical kind of like rest stop almost, you know, sort of slasher kind of. Except didn't have any like supernatural elements really. Rest stop, it was like, it hinted a lot that it was, there was like a hint of supernatural, especially with like the disappearing body of the police officer yeah. and you know stuff like that but you know it's one of those guy in the middle of nowhere pulls up to some random out of the way thing and he's a fucking crazy fuck <laughs> yeah he encounters this fucking crazy guy the thing that i wasn't too thrilled about though was the fact that like this seemed like a kind of normal motel like, yeah setting and for pretty much the entire movie all this crazy shit is going on and like literally almost nobody else comes to this place at all and it doesn't look like it's too far off from regular society so it looked like if if this wasn't a movie and they weren't filming there and they're like all right no one come in here we're filming that a lot of people would have went in there you know what i mean (laughs) yeah exactly so you know uh, that part kind of threw me off a little bit but uh, apart from those kind of things it was a pretty decent little flick 
I mean, it definitely played to the gimmick of April Fools a lot, which you know is what Into the Dark over does. and over and over. Yeah, it, it was it was very persistent. At one point, it's like where he like, okay, we get it, kind of. That, that that point where I knew some shit was like some crazy shit was going on, mm-hmm. and there was always a turning point like this. For me, the turning point was when he like fake punched himself. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, because normal people don't pretend. That someone assaulted them. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have something wrong with you if you do that. Yeah. It, that was kind of interesting, but uh, I have seen horror characters like that before. It's not the most innovative thing I've ever seen with a character specifically. I was actually kind of more uh, intrigued by the protagonist Larry's kind of evolution almost as he, like, interacts with Chester more and more. Because I wasn't completely sure where it was going toward the end of the movie. Because Chester, he just wants to keep fucking with him. Yeah. You know, so he never really does much to him apart from making freaking him, him out. and <laughs> Making him witness some crazy shit. Yeah, or like just trying to, I guess, I don't know, change his mind and like make him see eye to eye with him kind of. Yeah. So the, the character arcs are like pretty interesting. So I, I kind of like how they're written. But there's other things in the in the script that don't make a ton of sense to me. It's just it's just little things like the little things that you would kind of nitpick about for me just stand out more in this movie because it's meant to be this like really isolated movie and it's supposed to kind of take you for a mind trip. But it kind of keeps reiterating the same shit. Yeah, I felt like that's what it was doing. Yeah, and it bathed it bathed all of it in cool like neon lights and everything, you know, with the with the drinks and Chester is always going around in like a track suit or like shorts or whatever the fuck. I mean, he was he was a cool character. I, I agree with that. But uh, it goes to show, man, you can't trust people like me with curly hair and glasses. You just can't do it because our jokes, our jokes are on another level. <laughs> it's a good thing that you don't have like a southern accent, or I'd be like a little worried. Yeah, I'd be a little worried too. Yeah, I don't know why he had that accent, but overall, I would say I I like the performances in this movie, especially from Hayes MacArthur. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, he was. I want to see him as an antagonist yeah. again, dude. He could be like the fucking Riddler, bro something yeah like he needs to be an antagonist in another movie because like i agree i feel like they didn't like show him like they showed him enough in this you know what i mean mm-hmm. but they didn't show him enough like we i want to see him do other shit yeah i don't i don't here's the thing i think they had a really cool idea with this character i don't know if they made him fucked up enough you know like i think they could have gone farther with his character yeah, he was like a made re- it more interesting he, he was like a regular like psychopath you know he he would just kill people here and there so that's the thing. I think they could have done more with that. It felt it felt like a pretty tame movie to me, honestly. You know, especially with the 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 whole premise. Because for me, I kind of want to compare this movie to like uh, Cheap Thrills. I don't know if you've seen that, but I don't think so. It's a very similar in premise. Like I think it's this couple goes out somewhere and they encounter this guy or maybe a group of guys. I'm forgetting a little bit, but the premise basically holds up the same, except this uh guy offers them money to keep doing crazier and crazier stuff yeah so it's I more think, of like a dare thing yeah this one was more like yeah you have no choice i'm good like i'm pranking you yeah to death <laughs> but for me it felt kind of similar in those respects uh but that movie definitely turned it up a notch this movie i feel like it wasn't didn't do it too much yeah but you know it kind of had that realistic factor I guess more so because it, it didn't just go completely off the fucking walls. Yeah, it wasn't but, bonkers or anything. Yeah. It was a pretty, like, 
It was mellow, I want to say. Yeah, but I still feel like it tried to make itself seem like way crazier and more psychological than it actually was. Mostly because of the protagonist's reaction to the things that were happening and yeah. his mental state by the end of it. I felt like it was like, mm-hmm. I mean, someone would be like that, you know, if all that shit happened. But like, I don't know, man. I just felt like it wasn't crazy enough for like how he reacted to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree completely. But uh, all the good things that we have talked about with it, I do kind of feel like make this one of the better Into the Dark installments, personally. I think so, yeah. This is this, and I liked Puka, too. Yeah, I still gotta watch that. Flesh but. and Blood mm-hmm. was really good. Okay, I have heard good things about that one. I haven't seen the body still. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I, I also see a lot of other people saying that I'm Just Fucking With You is also probably one of the better ones yeah i like the art direction that they took in this movie um i felt like the script was considerably better than a lot of the other installments and i just think it was probably a little bit more entertaining so i would say this one isn't chopped for me i think you should check it out i think so too yeah not chopped for me either it's got some good twists it's, it's one of those kind of cool movies i would almost relate the, the what's happening as the story is being carried forward, kind of like almost to your next, maybe I feel like, you know, your next has some pretty good twists and this had some pretty good twists in it, uh, along the way. So, uh, yeah, I think you should check it out if you got nothing else to watch. Oh yeah. It's better than mercy black. I'll say that. So that's what we think about, uh, I'm just fucking with you. If you guys do check it out, let us know what you think and you can uh, contact us on all our social media platforms. We have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we also have a website, gravediscussions.net. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 56, Fiends. We'll see you next week. On Grave Discussion. <laughs> <laughs>